Hello, everyone. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the new free uh, podcast um, app. Uh, anyone can download it. It's on Android and iOS. There's um, a lot of creation tools that you get to use for free. It gives you your RSS code, and you can use it on your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many more. Uh, you make money from your podcast with no minimum leadership. Everything you need in one place on one app. Don't forget to download yours today, now. Hello, podcast world. Uh, welcome to my channel. It is 7-19-2020. That's July 19-2020. And it is 12-34 p.m. I'm here to talk to you today about the Netflix movie, or Netflix original movie, I guess, um, Fatal Affair. Now, I kept hearing people talk about it on Facebook, talking about how um, it was trash basically and how it's kind of bummed out and how you know really i'll tell you the truth if you've ever seen any movie where there was a cheating woman then uh, especially a married woman that's cheating let's say it like that then you got this movie down paid uh personally i feel like if you've seen the movie perfect guy it has almost exactly the same storyline only difference is in perfect guy she is single and in this movie she's married and that movie we had Sanaa Lathan and Michael Ely and this movie you got oh yes the Nia Long and Omar Epps now all these are great actors and I just wanted to give you the rundown and give you my perspective and that is to start off by saying that um uh, originality doesn't really exist anymore. Everything that we watch nowadays is definitely a rerun. Like, come on. Can we get something more original? Um, like, I could pitch a story and get paid. I mean, come on, Netflix. And then I could have recorded that movie. Like, and then I swear to God, it seems like the older actors get the lazy they're again. They just get lazier and lazier. It just seems like. Uh, like I seen someone say it on Facebook, if y'all didn't want to do the movie, <laughs> then don't do the movie. Like, come on, you're killing us. Like, we wanted to see more intensity, more drama, more action, more, um, you know, just more. It's, it's always more. You always want to expect more. Always want more. And let me give you the rundown. Okay. Starts off with the movie, um, husband recently divorced, ex-wife is alone with her boyfriend or whatever, and next thing you know, you have, uh, they're having hot, passionate, steamy sex on the couch in front of the fireplace. Oh my God, I couldn't have done it better myself. And uh, whoever the girl was, that was the, uh, her name was Deborah, whoever she was, oh, she was fabulous. She was a hot and spicy piece, a nice number. And uh, I would have loved to have done that scene myself. That would have been great. 
<laughs> so next thing I know, she's uh, apparently dehydrated and wants to go to the kitchen for some water. She goes to the kitchen, and next thing you know, you hear some background noises, some thumps and dumps and bumps and doo doo doops. And you know, um, from her perspective, it could have been anything. I guess she thought her husband was going upstairs to uh, run some bath water or something. Because the next thing you know, she goes upstairs and he's in some water, but. In she the closer you get to that water and you step into the light, it's a pool of blood. So now she's like in shock and gasping. And like next thing you know, um two hands come out and go around her neck and mouth and are pulled and pull her out of scene and you just know that she's gone. And then that's when the uh the real movie starts to kick in, the main movie. So you you see that you know, starts off with some nice uh, uh, passion and uh, sex scene and everything, and it moves into um, San Francisco. <laughs> and I've been to San Francisco. It is one of the worst cities I've ever been to in my life. I mean, especially since I'm from Texas, it is the opposite of everything that I've ever been to in Texas. It's like a reverse Houston. So, um, Especially that one street that you could go down. It's a mystery street. I'm not going to say the name of it. But we all know. I'm pretty sure that you could find that district. And uh, it would be something. A, a, a culture shock for um, someone like me. Who is again. I'm from Texas. It's it's not. It's frowned upon what, what I saw on this street. Uh, so you know. You make it down what I'm going to say. The Rainbow Road. And um you know, that's uh, San Francisco, or at least that's what a lot of people stereotype and believe. Um, I just want to say that, uh, like Dave Chappelle once told me, you don't want to get the people on the Rainbow Road upset. So, I'm just going to uh, overlook the fact that San Francisco and L.A. and maybe Chicago are all well known for the Rainbow Road. So now, um, we're, uh, back to the movie. So, Neil Long is driving to the outskirts of San Francisco, which I would, you know, she's getting ready to stop. She's a lawyer, of course, and her husband is a lawyer, of course, you know, two successful, uh, black people or whatever, you know, nice successful black couple, and they're moving out to the sticks I guess and and a nice house to where um, in order to get in it you have to push buttons you know not no you don't need a key you just push some buttons you know and that's that's hey that's the kind of house that I wish I could live in or I don't need a key you don't have to be like oh I forgot my key no I just boop, 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 push some buttons in and the door opens and my thing is it seems like the nicer the house, the more windows you have, you know, like, uh, most of the people I knew, uh, we all pretty much grew up in, like, manufactured homes, trailer homes, or whatever, or, you know, you know, basic three-bedroom homes, or whatever, you know what I'm saying, a few brick homes, or whatever, and when I was younger, I thought that if you lived in a brick home, you were rich, like, I, I just felt like if you had, if you grew up in a brick house, you were very your parents were very successful and you were very rich and you know 
I when I was younger I did not understand the concept of money until this day I still am still grasping at how the the value of a dollar and the worth of game monopoly you understand that things can change very easily and you never know what you're going to get and you know you just just have to keep trying but yes yeah, nice house a lot of windows uh on the beach beachfront um hills all of that you know the whole nine yards and if you've ever been to san francisco you would know that you know they have um it's all congested in the inner city part, but when you get to the outer city part, you know, it's, you know, less space. And to me, some of the houses that I had been in were just like really nice apartments and they called them houses. Like, you know, there's no grass out there. <laughs> like they build up. So, and then um, they have every bit of culture out there. So feel free to uh, experiment, explore. It's one of those kind of cities. Um, you know, you just, you never know what district you're in when you're in San Francisco. Now, let's see. Okay. Um, with this movie and Perfect Guy, the only major differences is in Perfect Guy, the Perfect Guy, she is single. So what she has going on is legit. Um, she was with her boyfriend who she felt like was afraid to commit and have kids. That's like a typical woman thing. So you just never know, you know, um, it could, it could end any moment now when it comes down to it. You never know what you're going to get. I feel like, a, like, like a, life is like a box of chocolates, right? So, when it comes down to it, you get more and more and more. <laughs> and then, like, next thing you know, um, she's going to the office. And this is, like, some of her final days. And it seems like at her office, everyone looks good because she has a beautiful assistant and a, a best friend. It's a white girl. And, you know, so, you know, clear that up real quick. And um, Courtney, I think her name was Courtney. Courtney, oh, my God, she was nice. It seems like, um, you know, she would have been nice to date in real life. Now, what happens is... Um, Oh, she also has a daughter. Nia Long has a daughter in her movie. So, um, they're a family. A full-blown family over here in the Fatal Affair movie. Um, you know, dating in Perfect Guy. Now, from this point, I'm going to just go straight with uh, what's happening on um, the Fatal Affair movie. In the Fatal Affair movie, you basically get... Um, an old boyfriend. No, matter of fact, that's not even the case. They were just friends in college. They never dated. But Omar Epps, and this is like 20 years ago, Omar Epps had a thing for her in college. He admits it in the movie. He says, um, oh, I wish we would have in college. You know, 
a lucky how what kind of guy you have whoever he is is a lucky man so then you go on to um the best friend is trying to get her to go out for drinks on a friday right okay nothing wrong with that but the only problem is it's right after all right right after these messages we're going to continue with the review stay tuned okay welcome back leading on to the next part of the movie it seems like um the friend Courtney tries to get her to go on a little you know girls night out and somehow the Courtney is stuck at work with work and she's only got a case that's coming up the next week which didn't she know that before she booked the date anyway well mm, uh, somehow Omar Epps gets invited into the equation and when he goes he meets up with Nia Long they sit there and they have a you know, nice bottle of wine they're sitting there drinking off of. And after a while of talking and reminiscing, Nia Long just so happens to get flustered. And she wants to, she just wants to step away from the table because she needs to go to the bathroom. She's in the bathroom, and next thing you know, Omar comes in, and next thing you know, they're all over each other. And they're kissing, and they're touching, and she has a dress on, so he starts to pull down her panties. And next thing you know, he's trying to whip it out, you know. And as he's trying to thrust up and get up in her, that's when she remembers, oh, I have a husband all of a sudden. So now, he's the bad guy. He's the bad guy. Oh my God. I felt sorry for him. If you knew that you had a husband at home, you knew this. Why are you kissing this man? Why are you touching this man? Why did you let this go on at all? Why didn't you get up out of there if you felt like the situation was going to be anything but what it was? And, you know, if you weren't going to have any or show any restraint, then, again, your fault. It's like, I felt bad. It's already bad enough that they didn't tell the story of overall what happened with Deborah. There's a lot of blanks that's left in there so where they could have filled in this movie a little bit more. Like, you know, don't you hate it? I mean, I'm pretty sure they're saving it for the director's cut or something. But at the end of the day, you could do more. Um, like I said, I could have filmed this thing. Okay, check this out. So, Omar Epps goes after her. He goes running after her, chasing after her. And she's like, I can't do this. I have a husband at home and blah, 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 you know. And she's like, this is my ride, you know. Uber or Lyft, it really doesn't matter. Uber's taking over anyway. Uh, different cities, different strokes, different folks. It's all the same thing. Taxis are like pretty much obsolete like uh, DVDs and Blu-ray streaming is where it's at and I appreciate you for streaming my podcast anyway um, thank you thank you so much now she gets in the car and now she's having flashes hot flashes of the moment that took place in the bathroom and had she not been married 
Oh, yes. I'm pretty sure that Omar Epps would have been all up in that thing. I'm pretty sure that the only thing, had she not been married, she'd have been good to go with um, her used-to-be-once 20-year-old friend who she was all up in the bathroom with. Now she's going home to her husband, who, let I remind you, is um, still recovering from bodily injuries uh, sustained in a uh, wreck some months back. Now, they never really attach any story to that. It's just kind of like a shocker when you find out. But wouldn't it have been great? <laughs> if Omar Epps has set it up for him to um, have been in that wreck, like, come on, writers, like, what are you thinking? That would have been a nice little uh, added twist to throw in the uh, pot. I know that I just knew that, um, and they could have did it like this. The same point in time when we, us, the audience, found out that he was taking the medication and. Uh, all injured or whatever, that um, they were playing golf. And this is, like I say, um, let, let me let me lead into it first. Okay, so after the fact of what happened, all that misleading, uh, almost sexual encounter stuff took place, that's when Neil Long ghosted him. She wasn't accepting his phone calls. She didn't want to talk about it. And this man is like, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? Because he's single. You know what I'm saying? He he likes you. He's single. And this is where um, women will look at it like, oh, he's being a creep. Or people are like, oh, he's creeping. He's being a creep or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. No. You know what I'm saying? Men want closure. You know, it's not, we don't give a damn that you got a husband at home. Just like when uh, the, other, the, the shoe was on the other foot, um, women wouldn't care that uh, you had a wife at home. You know, nobody cares. You're married, who cares? If they would have began a relationship, an entanglement, um, you know, as they're calling it these days, if that would have taken place, then nobody would have cared. It would have been more intense if that would have, if that would have happened. But no, she starts ghosting him. He's trying to uh, talk to her over a cup of coffee, over lunch, over dinner, or just to talk, you know what I'm saying, about what happened. He doesn't want, he wants to clear the air. He doesn't want any of this awkwardness to go on any longer. He wants everything to be all hunky-dory, and he wants her, you know, to be friends still, and, you know, try to forget that night happened or possibly even pursue something because she's the one that brought her marriage into the equation talking about the girls in Miss Leedenport talking about she's not happy at home she's sleeping with a stranger um, saying all these things that for a person that uh, a guy that likes you that's been liking you since college wants to hear you telling him what you like you feeding into his ego you're, you're like these again ladies these are very um misleading uh things that you tell someone that if they like you you know these it's like they say a shoulder to cry on always turns into a dick to ride on just remember that and um and that's basically what he felt you know and that's why he like things went the way they went uh, a lot of uh, misleading, a lot of misleading going on in that whole entanglement. So, 
it's it's horrible that it went that way, and it just really, really sucks that that it happened like that. I don't know what to say about uh, any of the other stuff. So yes, 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 and instead of no, 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 but again. I'm pretty sure if she wasn't married, it would have went down. They would have uh, been in that bathroom. Like, I've seen so many other movies before them, like on The Perfect Guy. And like he said on The Perfect Guy, you wasn't complaining when I had you in that bathroom. You know what I'm saying? So, um, like, but you have to, uh, like, they're at the threshold of cheating. So, you have to ask yourself, like, when is it cheating? Uh, did they cheat or did she cheat on her husband? You know, you have to ask these kind of questions and just wonder, like, what what's going on? So, let me think about it in these terms. Goes home that night, lays in the bed as if nothing happened, and then... Uh, a week or so passes. He's texting her. She blocks his call. Um, and they're trying to figure out. Uh, she's like, you know, leave me alone at this point. After she's already fucked up. You've already opened the door, you know. You've, you've messed up. Um, everything is uh, not okay now. You do have uh, problems. And he is your problem. Now, I want you to understand that it could have went either way, whatever way, however way you want to look at it. Just think of it like that. Now, with all that being said, what would you have done? Would it have been okay? Would you have just said, oh, forget about it, let's just have sex, you know? Would that have been an option for you? I mean, you're already at the threshold of cheating and disentanglement. So, you know, what else? Now, with all that being said, the next thing happens pretty fast. You know, typical typical um, crazy guy stuff, you know, which they said in the movie he has narcissistic, textbook narcissistic, uh, personality disorder and you know you can look that up if you want to it's crazy crazy to me so um, so next thing I know he's sending the video he's hacked the club's uh, security cameras sent her the video um, while she's having lunch dinner dinner with her family and then, uh, next thing you know, he's dating the her best friend, Courtney, and coming over the house with Courtney. And, you know, it's a shock because here he is, you know, at the house with Courtney. And the husband doesn't even know. Then, you know what I'm saying, she pulls him to the side and says that uh, he needs to come up with an excuse for them to leave. And so he does that, you know showing up unannounced like crazy and then he takes her husband out for a round of golf at a golf course that 
uh, apparently the husband's never been to before. You know, so yeah, that's when you find out about the um, he's been in uh, accident. He's in the full body cast, and that's when you find out like things are not what they seem. But that's also the perfect time frame for them to have introduced the possibility of it being Omar Epps that caused uh, the wreck and caused him to be in the body cast. So, things get worse. Um, They go to... Uh, they go to, she finally meets up with him and was like, leave Courtney alone, um, all this and that, uh, leave her out of this. Uh, he was like, you can't say that you didn't feel something that night. Um, then she starts talking to him saying, it's like, no, I want you to leave me, my husband, my daughter alone, leave my family alone. And he was like, don't talk to me like this. And then he outcries and outbursts, Deborah. And that's when she was like, who is Deborah?" you know? And he is stuck. And he has sent her this CD with um, that old Send Me, Forget Me Not song. You know, it's a really good song. And when it first came, she first sent the record to the house, the daughter was like, oh, God, Mom, that's, that's purchased a little some money. You know what I'm saying? She's like, you don't want to give it to me, you know? And... It's classic, you know. Send me, forget me not. I want you to remember. Which is also the Men in Blacks where they get their... uh, Here come the Men in Black. I don't want you to remember. You know. Either way, the song is great. I I like uh, either version of it, you know. Uh, But like I said, it's a classic. So then, they go on to the next phase. And the next phase of this whole story is she's following him now. And that's where she sees that he's taking her husband golfing and the and, you know, that he's like with her friend and he's, you know, He's even had the friend confront her at work. Talking about stay away from him. I can't believe you did that. I can't they're talking about can't believe you cheated trying to you know, cheat on your husband, you know. I was like and she's like, What do you mean? She was like, He showed me the text messages now. She goes on to say, Ah, he sent that to me. He just, uh, you know, switched it around some kind of way. And she was like, but you're not going to believe me? And he's already a certified hacker. He's doing work, um, you know, hacking computer systems or whatever for our company. And you're not going to believe me, your friend? So, you know, it kind of goes on like that. Then, and I was just like, She's the logic is there, so I said, like I said, I put it on Facebook. I was like, "Oh yeah, when it comes to sex, all logic is out the window." We're females, like, oh, uh, no, nobody want to hear that. Hey, they just want to have, hey, they just shoot on to get the dick. So, um, 
next thing you know that he they show them together and it was some intense sex it looked kind of um rapey to me you know uh but you know maybe it was just intense sex and that's you know the type of stuff that some people like you know what i'm saying like got his hand around her uh throat and around her neck or whatever and you know he's uh pushing her hands to the top like they're already on like a dresser and they're and he's pushing her hands onto the dresser like I almost don't move your hands, don't touch me, don't do nothing, you know what I'm saying, I control you, you know, so it's real controlling, uh, seeming, and aggressive, you know, and uh, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure that, you know, some people watched it, they probably got turned on by it, and thought it was whatever, whatever, um, so, you know, by the time I was done, I think she was ready to cook him breakfast, and fix his coffee, you know, <laughs> all of that because <laughs> the next morning Neil Long is still sitting outside and you know she escorts him <sighs> out <sighs> whatever and then eventually uh, she uh, Neil Long finesses her way into uh, her apartment no his apartment you know into his apartment and finds his laptop and finds like um, pictures, old recent pictures and pictures of his old ex-wife who, who uh, was murdered, but he was never he was acquitted as a suspect because uh, they questioned they did question him or whatever, and he was a suspect, but you know he got out of that. However, whatever I don't know. So then. What else? Like after that, it was like you say you go from there, and it goes on and it escalates. And um, first thing that she does is call the best friend, and I just thought that was the craziest thing, right? Oh my God! Call the police! <laughs> Call the police! Tell them to go to the friend's house, and you know, you know, you don't want to alert the friend so that she can panic, you know. And what she does, then she goes to his phone, then uh, he basically slams her head on the counter, and then when she gets there, you know, boom, there she is. Okay. The next crazy uh, thing is after he knows everybody knows. He finds a homeless man and sets him on fire and leaves a suicide note behind. I was like, wow, crazy. So at first, the police were like, oh, the investigation is over. He's dead, and, but it's not. And that's it, you know. Uh, she's at home with her family, and then she uh, gets a call from him. And then when she gets to the office, or something, something like that, I think. Yeah, I think it's a call. She gets a call from, him. and then uh, she gets to the office, and then the other 
<clears throat> person in the movie who I thought was just so fine. The um, Neil Long secretary, black lady, the beautiful black chick. Um, she, hey, she's out. Of, she didn't get to uh, make it. She, she dead. He spared the white girl, I guess, cause she gave him some. But she killed this black chick. Ain't there some this um, Wakanda uh, Nubian uh, princess? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So, let's see, I know she's, uh, Neil Long is racing home, and but he didn't already got them, she was, so she calls him, and was like, don't touch my family, and then, like, her, then she called the detective lady, and told him that he's still alive, and she was like, oh, it'll take us a minute to get over there. So then, she gets there. It's a police car in front. No, that's not what happens. Police wasn't there yet. So, she gets there. They're all tied up. And next thing you know, they end up fighting. He, she gets the knife from him. And then, unties their family. Then the police pull up. And they run out of the house. Oh, and I think the uh the the daughter, um, like her best friend, I guess boyfriend or whatever, was there <laughs> tied up and then the husband was like, No, let's go <laughs> Almost also forget that nigga, you know, fuck that nigga <laughs> Let's go. Save ourselves. So then um they go on um uh, to get outside the police officer's neck is cut. Um like duh the daughter gets out of there and dad makes sure of that and then he comes back to help me along and then she kneel along is on the police car in the police car you know radioing for help so then she pushed the button to where the, the highway the lights came on and you would think that that she would have thought to grab the policeman's gun when she was off in the car she had to think about that. Oh, but my boy Omar Epps did. Mr. Crazy himself was like, oh, let me get that. So, he does. <laughs> and, okay, the husband comes along and they fight. Next thing you know, the husband's thrown outside of the house. He's still, his bones are weak from that wreck. So, I want to say his left clavicle or shoulder, clavicle, right? That's the bone, collarbone, or whatever it's called. Anyway, this left collarbone is uh, is broken at this point, from what I can tell. And you know, he's 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 in pain. He's out of there basically. So the next time, on the long runs, and somehow they end up on a cliff. And somehow, after all the fighting and was not. Um, um, after all the fighting, that's when he he falls off the cliff. And now at this point, it's a question of morality. If somebody were trying to kill me, if somebody were trying to kill you, would you grab them by the arm and try to save them? Or would you just let them fall to their death?
Oh man. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up. So it just made me think, like, yeah, if it was up to me, I would have let him go. I would have never tried to save him. The husband's trying to save her, and she's trying to save him. So it just, like, goes to show at the end of the day, this whole situation is all her fucking fault. She never should have did what she did, and it comes back to bite you at the end of the day. And if you have an entanglement, it's everyone's going to find it's going to come to light. So it's smash or be smashed is what it seems like. And... I'm definitely trying to smash like Hulk. So, with all that said, uh, thank you for tuning in. Hopefully, I haven't spoiled this movie for you. Um, just let me know. And we'll probably, you know, go from there. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Um, hit the notification bell. Tune in. Support. Um Read the uh, whatever is going on in the description with the affiliate links and and other links that I might have to other whatever you know. What I'm saying check me out, you know. Do like look on the description or whatever. And just go click it and see what all is going on. Uh, feel free to give a donation. Hopefully, preferably five, ten dollars, one dollar. It all adds up at the end of the day. And thank you so very much. And it's been our time. And what else can I say other than peace? Oh, thank you. Hello, YouTube world. Welcome to my channel. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and hit the notification bell so you can be notified when I drop hot content like this. And stay tuned for the next video.